0: Morning. Welcome to the WGO Today podcast. Been a, been a few delays of, as of late. I've uh, had a bit of a medical setback. It was pretty scary. I uh, had a pretty nasty uh, ulcerative colitis flare. I'm not sure how many people are familiar with that. It can be quite debilitating. It can take a lot out of you and it can take a long time to stabilize. In this case, it was really scary, very painful, Uh, but we're back. We're starting to get back restored health. Uh, Still have some minor things working through and just kind of starting to get back to work a little bit, but most importantly, my mind has has very much been uh, excited to get back to doing the podcast and completing some of the other Writing and artistic projects that were started in 2020 and kind of got delayed a little bit as work situations changed and uh, the intensity of uh, the routines went up, and then the health failed. You know, it's showtime. It's time to get back. So, very much still focused a lot on economics and. Learning history and trying to make sure that humans don't continue to make some of the same mistakes that we've made in the past. You know, with COVID last year, and all the, you know, a lot of these modern trends that we're all sharing and going through together, it makes no sense to not capitalize and really try to use this inflection point, this these disruptions that we've had, to really rethink a lot of what we do. As a species and as an economic animal, you know, all of our institutions, all of our processes, all of our procedures, a lot of our, you know, algorithms, you know, we, we're just, it, it, when they all need to be periodically challenged and rethought and reconfigured and recalibrated. And the reason is, is we had this tremendous tidal wave of scientific and technological as well as hard lessons learned, you know, and things like, you know, in the World War One, World War II, Cold War, Vietnam, you know, these terrible conflicts, human gets involved with, you know, our science, our technological, our hard lessons learned in combat and war and crazy times, you know, all of these things Have gotten us to a point now where we've accumulated so much so fast as a species, and and then you know because we're so modern and seemingly so wealthy and so you know have it all figured out, we have this gloss of wealth and expertise and all this stuff, and it's very easy to kind of start becoming a zombie and sleepwalking and not challenging things and just you know you're something's wrong with your health, you just go to the hospital because it seems like the thing to do. Of course you go to the hospital, right? But then when you get in there, if you really look at what we're doing, it, I just had a, a two-week experience in the hospital. It's pretty bad. It's actually really bad. And woe be to those. Good luck if you're not being your own doctor and asking and probing and challenging when you're in front of these very generic institutions. If you're not fighting your battle and kind of coaching and steering the ship a little bit, and if you don't have some type of relationship with a, quote, good doctor uh, you know that can possibly come in and help and weigh in during your time of need, boy, good luck. Because I found it to be, the medical care, just as one example, to be very lacking, not thorough, missed an important infection in my case, didn't even look for it, even though that was the premise of me going in there so that they could do more thorough, in-depth testing and make sure something wasn't overlooked. They never did it, which is weird. But, you know, when you're sick, you're not... You know, you don't remember. You're just kind of trying to get through it, trying to live, right? Trying to survive, not die. When you're bad off as I was, that's where where we were. That's where I was at. You know, I don't, I don't want to die. And you know, I hope this doesn't kill me. I feel you get significantly weakened. The thing was, though, they didn't, it's not what people think. You know, you pull in this fancy lobby, you go in this fancy parking deck. Everybody's got this fancy insurance. They, everybody's, seems like a lot of staff. It seems like a no-brainer. And, it, you know, it, it's better than what we had two or 300 years ago. Shit, 100 years ago, you would have died from what, I, what had just happened to me. You'd be dead. You'd bleed to death or have an infection that would kill you. You'd go septic or something. That's what happened to everybody all the time fifty hundred years ago. 50 or 100, that's what I said. 50 or 100 years ago, die of an infection. so things need to be constantly challenged things need to be constantly reconfigured things need to be constantly refactored you, you have to you know just step back what are we trying to do here do we need this anymore that's another big question that needs to be really put front and center for example the way we do schools in the education industry i strongly believe right now i'm of the mindset it is mostly like 90 percent a jobs program and the problem with that is is the vested interests will fight tooth and nail and create distortions and disinformation and propaganda campaigns to perpetuate their money and jobs. Of course they will. That's logical. Meanwhile, is this the best way to do things or can people mostly be directed to self-educate and you promote, you identify and promote and clarify, like make it known uh, that, hey, you want to learn some science? You'll want to know Neil deGrasse Tyson. And oh, by the way, you can watch that on your own anytime you want or you could be exposed to that maybe by design a little bit in society and and then we can talk about it you know for example you know so all all of us carry around computers and devices we all have multiple ways to access the internet and and, and present audio and and video and that sort of thing so so why are we waking up at 6:30 in the morning employing an army of uh, expensive yellow, orangish yellow school buses with that can't ever find enough drivers, grabbing kids at 6:37, 7:30 7, in the morning, shuttling to a giant complex building on a beautiful campus that I think all campuses should become what they call learning centers. By the way, where they're open to the public, uh, unless kids are there. You know, obviously we maybe keep a period of time or keep a part of the building where the kids are, and you have to have, you know, you swipe in with certain access. You know, you can't have the general public going in where, where kids are, obviously. But or or the kids are there maybe four hours in the morning and the public gets the building the rest of the day. Whatever. We'll f- figure it out. But the learning centers and, 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 and so what schools become are these things that society knows, hey, it's kinda like libraries used to be. I can go there and learn if I want. Or use the gym or use the pool or use the track. Um But anyway, so what what what, what but what we're doing now? we're waking our kids up at 637 7 30 in the morning putting rushing them out the door they're half asleep they're half out of it they get conditioned in this state of things you throw them on a bus yep goo people picking on people with just all the noise and spacing out then you get to school and you shuttle yourself in it's kind of got a smell and lots of people and you know school lunch programs and all this other stuff you know again you know I get it for those that want it or need it I don't get it when we tell ourselves we have to do it this way for everybody because it's a giant jobs program and people start to feel threatened if you don't do propaganda along those lines. So, so, so just to paint the picture again with education, we all know they go in the building. What, what we don't know because we're not honest with ourselves is they basically sit. They hang around, they sit, they do generic kind of high level touching of points. Uh, it's just the way it is. Most kids' brains and most kids' attention, and, and, and the fact the way it's delivered, they're just tuning out. They're just doing whatever to stay out of trouble. We got a few that you know get into it, I guess, a little bit. And every situation's got some subtleties and nuance and differences. But generally speaking, most kids are in there uh, either fucking off, or spacing out, or training themselves to shut down and become passive, and kind of you know not actively engaged or listening. They start just kind of ignoring. You really do get some bad habits. You become passive. You, you play the game. You start getting through the grades so that you can get through the college so you can get through and get a job. That's basically what we tell our kids. Meanwhile, you could you could, and I've been experimenting with it my kids, you know, just basically do nothing. You know, you kind of you yourself as a parent and as a human, you're a lifelong learner, and your kids know that. And they, you talk about that, you talk about the books, they hear your newscast, they hear your they know you're working on a podcast, they know that daddy reads all the time um, and you talk about some of the books but you're basically attentive to what are the kids into so my oldest likes video games and he likes things like sirens for example he self identifies as a siren enthusiast and you know, we live next to uh, a couple of nu- nuclear power plants in upstate New York and one nuclear power plant has a um, an array of 96 uh, sirens along roadside you'll see them Different models. Well, my son is just into it. You know, he takes pictures of them. He's networked on his own. Uh, maybe some brief nudging for me, but mo- this is mostly all him. Because again, I'm paying attention. I'm not saying, oh, you can do that after you go do all these check boxes for the school system and the fucking Zoom meeting and the this and that. Just all the noise. So, so if you do that, you fill your day full of all that. You choke on that shit all day. Then by the time you get Back to your computer seven o'clock at night after your mom's made you do this or dad's made you do all these just stuff you think because they think society they think they have to make you do all this shit now you're just in your computer and you're just say hey, fuck it I'm just gonna play video games but when you leave them alone and you encourage them and you try to figure out where you at what are you into and you just keep putting you keep putting some a log on the fire so I helped him uh, last year we did an assignment on the Gane nuclear power plant which is the one near me that has the ninety six sirens. And he learned that it was commissioned in the late 50s. Uh, how nuclear power, the different designs are. Uh, how it gener- uses steam to, you know, uses a hot spot to generate steam to generate uh, uh, run steam turbines to generate electricity. Electricity goes to the grid. He knows about the other one in Oswego, New York, over, uh, you know, over there. He he's now learned on his own how to do pins and Google Maps, so that he could he's contributing you know he's adding pins and then adding siren data and and uh, other details and sharing that with people so he's now collaborating so what I'm saying is we gotta challenge this notion for ourselves and for our society for humans we don't just blindly unchallengingly pack your kid up send him off to some government building all day where it's generic mediocre kinda of distracting very boring increasingly irrelevant and out of touch because you're telling, you're basically training everybody at this point to go to college, and I heard a statistic recently in the UK where you know you only need two or three percent of society to run a society in terms of governments and the top corporations, CEOs, about two or three percent, and that typically it gets pulled from the the more elite areas where people who've, for whatever reason, uh, born into situations, they go into the top schools. You know, you're, you're not going to meet, cleave out that element, and that element basically can do all, a lot of the work that we think we're preparing the, the other, you know, fucking 97% of our population for. So, and, and again, and you get trends with technology where increasingly you, you're being automated or, or, or driven out of tr- the jobs we think we're training for because you're just not needed anymore. And it's not that that's eat bad. That's something we, again, we have to start questioning what we think we do and what we know so we can prepare, which... Could, in this, in that case, could introduce uh, universal basic income for citizens because you know you get this baseline, and then you then you can find some of the nooks and crannies, or take some of the jobs that are available at some in a lot of cases lower income, and you've got this other thing kind of backfilling, and you know, and, and and you know maybe creating some bandwidth, some time where people aren't working as much, and people are able to spend more time with their families, spend more time learning, spend more time getting healthy. None of that happens if we don't challenge things. So school, do we want to just sit and hang out in buildings all day? And and do we want to be bullied by those who are the administrators of those budgets and have those payrolls and have those salaries and those jobs? Do we want to be bullied by those vested interests into making everybody do that? Or do we want to become more aware, become more awakened, have open dialogues. Be calm. You don't have to be. You know, we're not going after those budgets. I'm just saying, let's let's high watermark them, and let's let attrition bring them more in line. Let's challenge the notion of we need it to be local, so that the local taxpayers on the stuff. Local taxpayers cannot afford that. In my case, it's a $600 a month bill for school and property taxes in perpetuity, and that will only go up. And that's when I when I get older and have a fixed income, that's going to be ultimately higher than my mortgage is. This. You know you'll 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 have to plow months worth of earnings into just covering your tax bill for this for the to, to support those jobs so i think that that burden should be shifted to federal uh we know we spend almost a trillion collectively on on all of our k-12 plus college education it spends you know it's like 750 billion or a trillion. we can afford that so we shift that to there let attrition shrink that or, or certainly not more than that or certainly in line with inflation over time you know so If inflation today report came out 2.6%, well, then the education budget can't go more than 2.6% growth. So I got to jump off, I got to go back to work. We challenge things. So we don't get bullied by what we've been doing, by the uh, inertia or whatever you want to call it of uh, kind of what we've always done. No, let's not be lazy with that. Let's capitalize on this time, this inflection point to rethink, refactor, reconfigure, and let's get better. And let's dream big. And let's create bandwidth to dream big. All right, y'all be good out there.